Okay, time now for a weekly wellness update. Find her on Insta at Go With Your Gut. Here's our wellness expert, Laura DeSanctis, joins us on Global News Radio. Laura, good afternoon. Hi, Jeff. Good afternoon. Okay, we're going to start this week uh, talking about your non-negotiable. We all know that by now. It's a good night's rest, a good night's sleep. And you say that a good nighttime routine, that actually starts first thing in the morning. If you want a good night's sleep, you got to be thinking about this uh, pretty much first thing. Yeah, surprisingly, and a lot of health or sleep experts as well really recommend that we start thinking about our sleep. Now, not taking a nap in the morning when we wake up. Don't get that mixed up because a lot of people, when I say that to them, they're like, so does that mean I had an early nap um, at 10 a.m. or 11 a.m.? So I'm not promoting that, but getting into the habit of having good sleep hygiene and a good sleep cycle. So thinking about when we first start our day um, so we're not in a rush and getting, making sure that we get to bed at the same time every night. So how can we ensure that throughout the day? So some experts say getting good sleep hygiene is really taking that consistent effort, which means not just thinking about it at night, but how do you maximize high-quality sleep and how do you promote um, sleep? How do you have sleep-promoting behaviors all day long? And one of those things, aside from coffee, so we spoke about coffee a few times and making sure we don't have that too late in the day, but looking at your workout routine, how do you wind down in the evening, um, what do you typically do before bed, and then even in the morning, um, what are the things that you're eating, when is your movement, all of those things really make an impact in terms of good sleep hygiene, and then um, thinking about in the morning how we're going to have good sleep at night. All right, so really take a look at your schedule, how your day breaks down, and if you're somebody who's been working out kind of uh, later in the day, late uh, into the evening, or I guess mid-evening, that might be something that's impacting the quality of your sleep? Yep, 100%. I know for me, um, I perform and I have way better sleep if I uh, work out probably mid-morning or uh, early afternoon, because you don't want to throw off your circadian rhythm, which is your internal clock. It's your 24-hour cycle. So it's important to keep that in sync. And sometimes when people do HIIT or boot camps or something more um, high tempo workouts in the evenings, it's harder for them to wind down at night. And also that being said, even natural light exposure. So having that first thing in the morning, so the sun's blue light will help regulate your natural sleep and wake cycle. So that's something to keep in mind. And we want to uh, you know, limit our exposure to uh, the blue light when we're going to bed at night. And that's something that's been a common theme and trend. We've been hearing a lot lately about our sleep cycles and the blue light. You know, I've been experiencing this uh, earlier this uh, summer, and it took a little while to kind of rework my schedule. But uh, I'd get off the air here. I'd get home around, I don't know, quarter after 4, 4.30. 5 o'clock, I just felt so tired and so sluggish. I'd lay down, have like a 45-minute uh, nap, get up, feel a little refreshed, but then do a workout uh, later in the evening, then around 7 o'clock, and then you're absolutely right, uh, when I should be going to bed around 9.30 or so, 10 o'clock, to get a good eight hours of sleep before getting up at 5 a.m. Now I'm all of a sudden awake. <laughs> yeah, that does happen. That tends to happen in some people. So if you find that happens, um, try to focus on winding down, maybe doing a yoga or stretching uh, at night instead of um, more of a hit, like I said, or a cardio or a tempo workout. And then even limiting your light exposure to minimum because that really helps. And setting your bedroom temperature to about 68 degrees, that will help as well. But Jeff, you're not alone. I know a lot of people come up to me and say, you know what? I work out in the evenings and I find it so hard to wind down at night. You can also try um, taking a shower before bed, rinsing before bed. Um, that's crucial for like washing off the daily grime of the day, especially after workout. But even in the mornings, when we think about how do we prep to have a good night's sleep, so in the morning you want to have a shower, um, just a, a rinse with cool water because that will also wake you up.
All right. And why is it important that we get a good night's sleep night in and night out? What does it do for us? Oh, so many things. That's the best time when our body uh, rests and repairs. That's when uh, we rebuild it. Actually, when we don't have enough sleep, we increase our risk of cold and flu. We increase our risk of chronic disease, uh, weight gain. So a lot of people don't realize how much weight gain and weight loss is attributed to sleep. Uh, this is when our brain, our, homo- our hormones, our liver, it detoxes. Um, so all this time when we're sleeping between the six, eight hours, that's the cycle when our body will really rest and repair. Yeah, I think a lot of people who are trying to lose weight don't realize just how important that is, sleep, because you think, you know, you're doing everything right with your diet, I'm working out maybe uh, every day or five or six days out of uh, seven and I'm not dropping any weight, and it might be that right there, sleep. It might be that right there. I mean, uh, that's when our body regenerates. That's when our body heals. That's when our body recovers. Um, So cortisol is really linked to weight loss and weight gain, as well as our melatonin levels. So making sure that we have those seven to eight hours of sleep is crucial. And then if we don't as well, it causes us to age faster. We may experience that we're going to have dark circles under our eyes. So there's a lot of things that are um, contributed to uh, lack of sleep. Joined by our wellness expert, Laura DeSanctis. Also wanted to speak uh, this week, uh, Laura, about uh, staying on target and uh, keeping up with uh, your uh, health goals. Because, uh, again, I follow into, fall into this category. Maybe a lot of others do that are listening uh, right now. I am so good when it comes to my diet, my exercise uh, regimen, all of that, Monday to Friday. But uh, Friday at 3.05, it's kind of like uh, all bets are off. <laughs> How do I stay focused on the weekends? <laughs> uh, you're not alone, Jeff. You are definitely not alone. Um, so what I like to tell people how to stay healthy and stay focused on the weekend, um, really ditch the diet mentality because diets are limiting. And what happens is after seven to 10 days or even during the week for five days, let's say you've been eating really healthy, you've been eating clean, and then the weekends you revert back to your old habits. So try not to think about, okay, the weekend is the time that I can just let loose. So try to keep that in mind and ditch the diet mentality and also ditch the need to associate a number with a food. So if you're constantly uh, counting calories during the week, and counting carbs and or fats, uh, I would suggest to not do that during the week, but, you know, make sure you're eating healthy throughout the five days and then on the weekend as well, maybe have a cheap meal. But again, we really want to focus. And as nutritionists, I always encourage people to focus on real food. Yeah. Do we have to get out of the mindset of I deserve this? If you've worked so hard uh, during the week, uh, you've stuck to your nutrition plan and your uh, workout uh, schedule, your workout uh, program that when Friday night hits, uh, you kind of say to yourself, I deserve this. And, you know, it only takes uh, a night and then maybe uh, that all of a sudden becomes Saturday as well. And you've undone all the good you've done all week. Yeah, I think, you know, with food, there's so much emotion tied to it. So, um, again, releasing that guilt and releasing that, okay, I deserve this because I ate so healthy throughout the week. I mean, having that glass of wine or having a bag of Doritos, it's not going to kill you. But don't go down that downward spiral throughout the whole weekend. Um, So releasing that guilt, don't have any um, shame towards food or feel guilty if you want to have that meal, that cheat meal or that drink. But again, just get back on it for your next meal on the next day. That's what I encourage people to do. And just like a sleep, as we spoke a moment ago, that you've got to uh, plan throughout the day to make sure that you've got a good sleep routine and you get a good night's uh, rest. Do you have to mm-hmm. plan for your weekends as well? And if you know on a Saturday you're going out for uh, maybe a really uh, nice dinner, to think about that during the day uh, Saturday and make sure you're maybe in a bit more of a calorie deficit early on to make up for uh, what you know is coming that night? I think it 
it really depends on your health goals and, and depends on what meal you're going to have for that Saturday night. But that's a really good question, Jeff. I think having that food journal, writing down the mood and food journal um, will really bring awareness and help you stay on track. So if you know you're going to have a big dinner on the Saturday night, write down what you're eating before in the day and then how you're feeling before, during and after you ate that big meal. Um, because remind yourself like how good you feel when you're eating certain foods, how, you're eat- how you feel when you're eating nourishing, yummy foods. So let's say you had a salad and you had smoothies throughout the day and then you had a big meal later on in the evening. How did you feel uh, with that big meal? Yeah, and I always uh, factor this uh, whenever I'm uh, going out like that. It's uh, what do I want? I want that long-term gain or that short-term short-term satisfaction. It's kind of like the devil and angel on each uh, shoulder, right? <laughs> That's right. I mean, that one meal is not going to sabotage your whole progress, but just keep in mind, I mean, it will pay attention to how you feel because your body will always speak to you. Your body's always sending you telltale signs. So if you don't feel good after that big meal, maybe, you know, having that big meal every week on a Saturday night isn't what your body needs. All right. Great stuff as always, Laura. Thanks so much. Thanks, Jeff. There's our weekly wellness update with our wellness expert, Laura DeSanctis. Again, you can find her on Instagram at Go With Your Gut. And we're back in a moment here on Global News Radio. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.